At first, the women in Yapang Correctional Facility didn't hear much about the coronavirus. I started hearing about it uh, in February. Uh-huh. I was watching the news and I heard about it in China. And I thought it was going to stay in China. And then it ended up here and it started affecting the jail. Because I don't really have no, I didn't have no outside, you know. I didn't talk to anyone like that uh-huh. in the beginning. This is Latoya Roll. This spring, she was being held in Yapang when the coronavirus began spreading. Janine Villanueva was there too. And then we went on TV, we saw that COVID had hit, obviously. That's when things started to change for both women. Both had been held in a part of the jail where they had individual cells. That was good, but it wouldn't last. So the sergeant came and told us and told us that we had to move because this, this facility had to be for the quarantine people, the people that they thought had it or might have it or might not have it, but they had to be apart from us. The new people coming in had to spend 14 days in quarantine. But that meant people who'd already been in the facility for a while and had presumably not been exposed would have to move out of the single cells. Villanueva and Roll were among them, and they got moved to a shared dorm room. You know, being in the dorms, we wasn't six feet apart. I could touch you. That's not six feet apart. Really? You could, like, reach over? Yeah, and touch the next person, yes. So I would have never... I would have never moved us to a dorm area. That was a, that would have been a worse. If you sneeze, I can feel your sneeze, you know? The beds were bunk beds, and at first, the women were fairly close. In the dorm, you literally have this much space between the beds, so, like, you're basically snoring in the next person's ear. Villanueva didn't like it either. It was horrible. Kristen McKay, director of public relations for the Suffolk County Sheriff's Office, which oversees the jail, confirmed that the two women were among those moved to a bunk section. For the first day or two after that housing area was opened, McKay said, the bunks may have been closer together. But, quote, very shortly thereafter, the bunks were placed six feet apart. They'd also be staggered so that one woman would be on a top bunk, one on the lower, and the housing areas were kept at 50% capacity. The women said it did get better. But Roll said if she had been setting up the facility herself, she would have done it less close together from the beginning. Beds. It was bump beds. Bump bed here, bump bed here, bump bed here, bump bed here, and then here, and then here. So it was, they was right next to each other. I'm Mark Gisano, and this is episode 35 of Life Under Coronavirus, Newsday Opinion's oral history of the pandemic. Coronavirus hotspots have popped up in jails and prisons across the country, confined, poorly ventilated places where there's lots of choke points and not much room to distance. McKay, the sheriff's spokeswoman, said that the department took escalating steps as the pandemic deepened this spring, including masks and gloves for correction officers, inmates being spread out, movement limitations, and eventually masks for the inmates. McKay said that overall, across the Suffolk correctional facilities in Riverhead and Yapank, and over the full pandemic as earlier this week, 22 correction officers had contracted COVID out of 858 total. Four deputies out of 252 also contracted the virus, and one inmate tested positive for COVID while incarcerated, and one came into the jail already positive. I met Roland Villanueva outside the Brentwood offices of New Hour for Women and Children, which provides support for children and mothers during and after incarceration. We spoke outside on the sprawling and quiet campus of the Sisters of St. Joseph. Roland Villanueva said they didn't get sick, but it was a difficult time to be in jail. 
there was the fear of getting sick. People that was already in there with me was there for a while, so they didn't have it. We was more afraid of the officers having it. We was more, you know, scared that we would catch it from them. Programming as usual was disrupted. Well, well, I was in the facility. What had changed there was the fact that all the groups, they stopped coming in, um, which actually made things worse on our behalf because, like, we have really nothing to do, you know. McKay said some programs were available by web and phone, but starting March 16th, all outside program volunteers had been prohibited from entering the correctional facilities. Everything was shut down. I had parenting with Danielle. That was shut down. I was in the middle of that. You know, I could have got my certificate to help me get my daughter back when I eventually take my grandparents to court. That stopped. Um, Getting help with my housing stopped. Just a lot of things stopped. Programming is being reintroduced now, and visits are too. But when Roll and Villanueva were there, visits stopped as well. Now I'm sitting in jail and I don't have nothing to do. I'm sitting here, this is going on out in the world. I'm, I really don't know how it's really affecting the outside world because I'm stuck inside this, this place for months now. So, yeah. There are levels of inmates' experiences of jails and prisons. Upstate facilities tend to be better because there's more programming and space to move. Yapank, which is relatively new, is better than Riverhead. It's just a lot cleaner there. A lot cleaner. It doesn't smell like urine and peanut butter. The programs and visits are some of what improves life inside. Without that, the women said, it's grim. Reading and watching certain things on the TV. You know, like I watch Ellen every day at 3 o'clock. Or I watch Lifetime on the weekends. Or I I just read and write letters. Who do you write letters to? My brother. Or I would, like, send things home to my daughter. There wasn't much to do. I read books and I drew. McKay said that facilities added movie nights and a way for people outside to send photos digitally at reduced cost. And for a brief time, two 15-minute phone calls were allowed per week without charge. Typically, beyond a free five-minute call, calls cost 50 cents a minute. Roland and Villanueva both talked about addiction issues and have had their share of charges on that front. Each spent months in Yapank. They got out in the spring, and it was a strange experience to be released into a world on lockdown. I just stayed at my mom's house for the first month or two. And then she wasn't, like, letting me try to... She wasn't trying to let me go out and be around nobody and then bring it home back to her and stuff like that. So it was strange. And then I had to wear this mask everywhere I go, and then I'm forgetting it, and... It was just something I had to get used to. I'm still not used to it, but I'm dealing with it. It was better to be out, of course. Obviously, they had more freedoms, they said. But, I mean, when I came home, I expected to do everything that I craved to do. And um, due to COVID, I can't. I mean, I'm happy now that things are finally opening up, but I feel like everything's opening up and people are getting sicker more and more sick. Villanueva said she briefly got a job in Stop and Shop. And that felt a little dangerous, too. That was terrible, honestly, because you only have, like, maybe a foot between you and the customer at the register. And then, like, you always have to wear your mask. That's, you have to. Um, And you start sweating and feeling, you start breaking out pimples with these masks. And it's horrible. Like, you're not, you can't be next to the customer, but you are next to the customer type of thing. It was hard to adjust. I'm going to be completely honest with you. When I came home, I still felt like I was in that setting. I, I did. Like, in jail, um, they have to do, like, a count 
So every day at 2.30 when I was in jail, it was nap time. So when I came home, I still had that pattern that I did. And you know, it kind of like upset my mom because she's like, you know, we're still not still in jail, Janine. Like you can come out and you can do things. And I was just like, well, I'm just tired. Like, and then at nighttime, it would be like the same routine. Like I would take my medication that I was prescribed and I would go to bed at the time that I would go to bed there. So like, she, I'm still trying to get out of that habit. Yeah. She says in a way, she actually felt safe in jail, given the restrictions. Like, I was safe in there, yeah. to be honest. Really? I mean, yeah, it was like more of like a secure place that I felt like, I don't know, but I'm actually happy to be home, but I'm not happy that like, there's restrictions to everything, you know? I'm not happy to get to walk around a mask all day, but it's what we have to do in order to be safe, right?